High Well Trust podcast presented by Roshin O'Hagan and Jared Dean. Welcome to our seventh episode of our Hollywell podcast. As usual, we will be talking about the work of Hollywell Trust and our partners within the Diversity Community Partnership. What we're going to be talking about today is the executive programme, and in particular are the events of Dr. Martin Stern, Tony Connolly, Galvanising the Peace Conversation, City Centre Forum, and Carol's in the Courtyard. So some of those events have, have already taken place and some of them are coming up. The Flynn Shoebox Appeal, the Hollywell Stew, who will be hearing an update about that, and testimony interviews, and also about Finger Post. So, Jared, do you want to tell us about the Dr. Martin Stern event yeah. that took place in, the, in October? Dr. Stern event was the, the first of our Good Relations programme that's funded through the Executive Office, and it was our first tea time event. Dr. Stern is a Holocaust survivor, and he shared his story of what it was like as a young boy being in concentration camps and under threat of the Nazis, etc. And he shares his story on how he survived and exceptional adults around him helped him survive, I think is how he would describe it. So it's really powerful. It's a powerful testimony, if you like, and showed the impact that, or the potential for awful things to happen whenever awful things are mooted by those in positions of power. So Mm -hmm. it was a really strong lesson. Martin will be coming back again in January so that's through the Holocaust Memorial Day project and I think he's at an event on the Millennium Forum but we'll talk about that near the time but Mm. it was really really good good. and the insight that he brought was great Mm. and we're going to be putting out we've recorded it recorded his talk so we'll be putting that out over the next week or so. So it'll be a separate podcast for people to look forward to? Aye, we have a few specials if you like coming out uh, because we've recorded a lot of the events that we've done Rather than edit them down to two or three minute sound bites, they keep the integrity of the thing. Mm-hmm. We've decided they released a number of special events or special podcasts, and one of the other ones then is on the the Tony Connolly talk on the twenty first of November. Just the other week, we had Tony Connolly mm-hmm. come on to our Brexit and Ireland event, and that's the title of Tony's book that he was talking about on the night. A very timely, very appropriate conversation yeah, about Brexit, and Tony came in and did a talk. We're delighted to have him up. And delighted to have the connection with Tony as well and his family. Just honoured that they were able to take part in it. But Tony, I think, scared everybody in the room about what Brexit could actually mean for us mm. here in the Northwest in particular. And then that's going to tie in very nicely, I think, with the, the Brexit feature or the Brexit expert that we're going to appoint and have as part of this podcast. We're going to appoint someone over the next week or so who's going to start having the conversation with local people and local organisations on what Brexit could mean for them to kind of take the fear out of it as much as we can to, as far as anybody knows or as far as is possible, make common sense of the mm. Brexit discussion. So we'll have, a bit, really a, aye, we'll have a bit of a Brexit watch. Here's what's happening. Here's how mm-hmm. things are unfolding. We'll have a series of interviews around Brexit and we'll also allow, or not allow, we'll encourage people to put on questions that they have mm. on Brexit and hopefully uh, we'll come up with some answers to those as well about mm. how Brexit are going to impact people. So keep an eye for that. That's going to become a feature of this podcast and it's something that we're, we're looking forward to as well. So the fun shoebox appeal, I believe you have been talking to Rosie. Yeah, I had about a that. quick chat with Rosie from um, Foil Women's Information Network yeah. about the shoebox appeal where they're appealing for toys for 
local children uh, as we approach the Christmas period. So we're going to hear a wee bit more from Rosie now. Well, first of all, it's not specifically shoeboxes. We just give it that name because it's so instantly recognisable to people. But we're basically collecting toys, presents, toiletries, whatever it is for Christmas. So when you're out buying presents for Christmas, we're asking people to maybe buy one extra present and it's for people locally. We have done this in the past and uh, I think about the past three years. Personally, and I know the other members of the team, we've all been really surprised at the need there is for this within Derry, Londonderry and the, the surrounding council area. The demand for this is really, really high because most of us are out shopping, having a great time at Christmas. And as you know yourselves, there's families out there who are really struggling. Personally, I know I could think of nothing worse than Christmas, not being able to get something for my kids, not being able uh, for them to enjoy it the way they should. So what we're looking to do is we put together like little parcels. So you can drop in things that can be wrapped or unwrapped, doesn't matter. If they are wrapped, you would need to mark on it if it's for a boy or a girl and roughly what age group they are. This is for kids, so we go up to about 16. You could break it down between not to two years, 3 to 5, 6 to 10, 10 to 12, 13 to 14, 15 to 16. Along those lines, we're not massively specific. Alternatively, you can send it in unwrapped and we'll just put it together ourselves. You can, if you wish, put together a shoe ball. Alternatively, if you just want to drop off a single item, that's fine as well. We do ask for the items to be new, not used, not second hand. We're looking for new things for kids. So when they're opening it on Christmas morning, it's just a nice wee boost for them. And how long is it running for? And if somebody wants to drop something up, where best they leave it? Well, we're based in the Hollywell building. So if you if you come into the Hollywell building, even if there's none of the fun staff there you can still leave it in reception because they they know obviously the organization well enough you'll be able to leave it there and we can collect it from them and up until i would say maybe the 19th of december we'll be collecting mm-hmm. um but we we like to keep going as long as we can but there still has to be a cut-off point obviously and around 19th maybe 20th at a push if you were dropping stuff off because after you've dropped it off obviously we have to put everything together and take it to the various the charities, charities and and they distribute we don't distribute it directly to families we go to charities who are in touch with families who know where the need is greatest Aye. and they they take it on from there i know it's not the first year you have done it what's the feedback been on the previous years and the last few years that you've been doing it Brilliant. Like the people at Derry are really generous anyway. I think we all know that. Mm. And they've proven it time and time again and they prove it every year with this collection as well. We get great stuff and loads of stuff and we get great feedback from the charities afterwards saying how much it's appreciated and how much it's needed. I can't emphasise that enough. There is a real need. People tend to think of um you know, needs being out some out foreign, as they say, or, no. or somewhere more distant. But there's a need at home as well. So that's that's a big thing for us. We get a lot of positive feedback from the charity saying it, it's been so well received. Coming up in the next few weeks on the Holywell podcast and testimony series, we have a special podcast with Dr. Martin Stern, who shares his childhood experiences of surviving the Holocaust. Twelve years ago, the National Holocaust Centre people decided that, uh, realised I'd retired as a doctor, and uh, they decided they could use me. They invited me up there and they said, stand on that stage and tell them your story, pointing to a room full of pulpits. And I very quickly learned a couple of things. One, it's not my story. I was a kid. I don't ever remember doing anything other than what I was told or something completely inconsequential. 
that to my mind is not a story. Around me were adults who did extraordinary things. That is a story. It's their story I'm telling. I'm just left a life to tell it. Tune into the Hollywell Stew special as Extern, Triu, and the Kippy Project compete for a community investment fund. Our main project is a trans and non-binary based comic book called Transcribe. It features stories based around the lifestyles of trans and non-binary people and primarily the issues and prejudices they face. Maybe our game can go out to children and teachers and parents and friends and family and anyone who's ever felt different so that they can learn more about the LGBT community. I just want young people to have their voices heard. I think they deserve to be heard. And I think we need to forget the whole thing that children should be seen and not heard. And we will continue our testimony series with more stories from people affected by the Northern Ireland conflict and the changes they have made for a better future. All the violence has been visited upon them or upon their loved ones, that this is a very difficult issue, your victimhood or your sense of being a survivor, and we can't come to any accommodation in it within the political realities and institutions. And actually, it's your fault that it's not working because it's such a difficult issue. If it affects somebody so much that they go, I'm going to think about things differently or I'm going to look at things differently and I'm going to let my barriers down, my hatred down or my bitterness down because I've seen a story, a different side or something has hit me that I didn't think ever would. That is all upcoming on the Holywell podcast and testimony series. Never miss an episode by following us on soundcloud.com Apple Podcast and on Stitcher.com. Search for Hollywell Podcast. This podcast is funded by the Central Good Relations Fund, the Reconciliation Fund of the Department of Foreign Affairs, and core funded by the Derry City and Strabane District Council and the Community Relations Council. So the other event was galvanising the peace conversation during Community Relations Week. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, it was one of the, f- the few events that we did during Community Relations Week. We had Eamon Dean and Maureen Hetherington from the Junction giving their observations. It was a bit of a facilitated conversation around the galvanising the peace report. And that report is a, a culmination of the work of several organisations from throughout the North, all working in the field of Community Relations or Good Relations, identifying what the challenges are to building good relations here and then maybe how we can address them or some of the main things. I think there was eight main things that we need to address if we're going to build better relationships between people here and allow us to actually have a an agreed shared future for this place. Hmm. And again, I think it's going to be unpacked by the Brexit conversation as well. Mm-hmm. But So that report is now available. It's been led up by Community Dialogue and Community Foundation for Northern Ireland at the moment are helping out on it as well. But the conversation was really good and mm. it was challenging as you'd expect it to be because yeah. given the nature of the work that's, that's going to be released. a separate podcast is it as yeah, well? Yeah, it's Very going to good. be yet another of our podcast specials and it's the feedback and the conversation that took place within the room. So it was good. It was a good conversation. The other part then of the, the Good Relations Programme, Rashid, that, that you're heavily involved with and leading yeah. up as the, the Human Library. Yeah, one event during Community Relations Suite and, and another event as well since then on the Human Library. Again, there are always events that always go really, really well. Human Library Project is really impactful on the schools that we had where La Snail, uh, St Mary's and St Joseph's. I suppose students who would be from year 10 upwards yeah. And they get the chance to hear human story. So we have some of the titles that we have in our human library are transgender, um, the addict, carer. We've also got a book just recently recruited around mental health. And some of those are issues that young people 
I think really appreciate hearing mm. the you know the real stories, and you can see it has an impact on them. Aye. And we do it in small groups, so they get to hear the human story, but they also get the chance to ask questions. And I think it works better because they maybe feel more comfortable to ask questions than if it was a big room full with a yeah. lot of a lot of students. So, and we try and do it in a cross community way as well. We bring two schools together, so and, that works well. And it's not entirely focused on. You know, here's how I was affected by the conflict type of thing. No. There's some of that, but yeah, it's it's more about challenging perceptions, I suppose, and assumptions you might make about the book title, mm. and then you hear the story, and it makes you think, you know, oh, that's this isn't what I was expecting, and and then because they hear that um, human element and the persons, I suppose, telling them of their own personal experiences of maybe being stigmatized and prejudiced, that it's it has an impact on them. Aye. Mm. Aye, so it's very cool. good. We'll be doing some more of them actually now between January and March. What else have we got? The City Centre Forum. Aye, this week coming, coming up, up on mm-hmm. the seventh of December, we've got a, a City Centre Forum on uh, the good relations challenges and how we can address these in a time of political vacuum. And the thinking behind this event is dead straightforward. It's the good relations issues that have been identified through a range of sources, but including the Galvanising the Peace report that we were just talking about, are well known. And they're essentially the things that are uh, stopping political agreements here and stopping political cooperation. And the conversation that we're involved with, that we're hoping to facilitate, along with others, is encouraging local people to take a bit of a leadership role in addressing some of the issues. Mm -hmm. So we've got Jim O'Neill from Community Dialogue coming along who's going to talk about the Galvanising the Peace Report and the main themes that have come out of that and identifying the challenges. And then we've got Paul Braithwaite from Building Change Trust coming down to talk about civic activism and how they're working and have worked to encourage the civic voice, encourage local people to have their say on whatever issues are important to them. Also excited they have uh, Sharon Finnegan from the Citizens' Assembly and the Republic coming up. Diggy, explain what it is that they've done through uh, the Citizens' Assembly and effectively what it is is they've used the, the Assembly as a vehicle to look at the challenging issues. They move issues that are normally politically divisive such as same-sex marriage or climate change. But they say... It's really important that the citizens have a voice on this and mm. lead on this. And yeah. then what has happened is that they have taken the lead, they've heard from experts and they've actually made decisions or recommendations which have gone on to change laws in the Republic, the most obvious of which is the uh, the same-sex marriage yeah, referendum yeah. that took place. That's the type of thing that I think we could learn from here. Mm, definitely. So we're very good timing, I think, for Aye. us at the minute. So that's taking place from half nine to two o'clock in Hollywell on the Thursday the 7th and it's still open still places there and we'd love to see a good crowd at it there's some really good speakers coming to it mm. and I think the conversation will be it's both timely yeah. but it's also really good um, what else have we got happening this week the 8th Friday we've carols in the courtyard that's right it's meant to snow on Friday so this may be a good crack but mm. Friday the, <laughs> <laughs> just add it on Friday the 8th from 6 o'clock to half 7 we're holding a carols in the courtyard event so if you come up to Hollywell and Bishop Street, out the back in the Gardner Reflection, we're going to hold the event. And we've got two local primary schools, uh, Holy Family uh, Primary School and Chapel Road Primary School choirs are coming along to sing some uh, Christmas carols. Oh, yeah. And then Encore Choir coming up, then they, they finish the event off. Hmm. And we'll be serving soup and stew and keep people warm as possible as yeah. they're listening. Very good. But it's a lovely venue. It, we want to bring as many people as we can up to see the space 
mm-hmm. get all Christmassy, and then maybe go up the town and do a bit of shopping or mm. whatever it is that they need to do. Yeah. But it's going to be lovely, and we hope they get a good crowd there. Mm. It's feel free to spread the word on that one. Yeah, oh, excellent, very good. And then we have a tea time event on the thirteenth. That's right, uh, tea time event six o'clock on the thirteenth. We've got two officers of Derry City Council. We've got Martin Gallagher. And we've got Sean McMonigal uh, coming up to talk about the work that they do. Martin works on the community planning team and is responsible for mm-hmm. community relations. And Sean is a community engagement officer with special responsibility of bonfires. So their work is obviously relevant to the work of Hollywell and our partners. So we're really keen to hear about their work on the 13th. And again, that's open to everybody. There'll be a light dinner served and it would be great to see as many people there. They, they celebrate and welcome them up to the building. What time does that start? It starts at six, six and be over by about half seven. Next week on the Hollywell Trust Testimony Series. Today's guest is Hazel Dini. Hazel will be speaking about the trauma of being right beside, I mean right beside her husband Trevor when he was shot dead by members of the INLA in April 1998. He had no sooner done on this and this book than he started to squeal. And I couldn't work out what was going on and before I realised he started to shout I'm going to die. And two gunmen were in front of us before I knew what they think or what they expect. One was beside him at the passenger door and one was in the front of the one screen. Miss an episode of the Hollywell Trust Testimony Series or Hollywell Podcast? Well you can catch up on our on-demand service both on Apple Podcasts and at SoundCloud.com. Just look for... Hollywell Trust. This week, the Hollywell Podcast presents Brexit in Ireland, an evening with RTE's Brussels correspondent, Tony Connolly. Since the results of the 2016 referendum, Tony Connolly has been trying to help the citizens of Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland understand the implications of the UK's withdrawal from the European Union. In this conversation, Tony tells the inside story of the Irish response and explores the many ways in which this political and economic earthquake is likely to play out. This is a podcast not to be missed. Brexit in Ireland, an evening with RTE's Brussels correspondent Tony Connolly, available for free download and streaming this Friday on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. Search for Hollywell Podcast. Hollywell Stew, can you update us on that? Yeah, we held a Hollywell Stew event here in October. Uh, It was a youth project orientated Hollywell Stew. And we had three projects pitching. We had Try You, Kippy Project and Extern. And on the night, the Try You Project were successful. And are going to be able to finish off a comic book, sharing their experiences with the world, if you like. Mm -hmm really positive and it went down really really well um, and that group's supported by Youth Action NA mm-hmm. and we're going to have a conversation with them whenever they finish off their comic yeah. and they're doing a bit of a launch and tell us about yeah. how they get on Great. tell us how they get on at both the stew and then tell us about their project as well because mm. it, it is really interesting and it's a, a seldom heard voice that I think mm. we need to hear that wee bit more from so we'll be looking forward to that conversation as well and we have some testimony interviews as well Donna Smith and also Brenton Brady and, and Michaela Devine who you think we're talking about the City Sanctuary Project and they're out already aren't they 
Yeah, they're out already. And then we will have ones to, that are coming up are testimony interviews from Mildred Garfield, Hazel Deeney and Father Joe Gormley. There's a, a fair few podcasts coming out over the mm, next week or there so. There is. People are going to be busy listening to this. Well, a little bit of time over Christmas. Yeah. yeah. The other thing we're going to talk about was finger post. We're going to have a conversation about finger post after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Finger post as a... And its history has been a was a community magazine that was set up in 1986 and ran to the early 2000s, and was a vehicle for civic activism and the, if you like, a, a critical voice of local policy, as well as a, a vehicle for creative writing and mm-hmm. local artists to showcase what it is that they're working on and local sports interviews and a whole range and range of things. So. For the last 18 months, as you well know, Rajin, because you led up the project, the Fingerpost website has been used as the repository for knowledge, if you like, that was gathered through your project. Mm. So uh, we're going to archive that website yeah. as a really valuable piece of work that was done that has got some really valuable research and uh, the voice of local people. And we're going to produce a new Fingerpost website. And on the three o'clock up in Hollywell on the 5th of January, we want people to come up who are interested in getting involved. It may be someone who's interested in editing, uh, who has an idea what it might look like, who has web development skills or whatever. Whoever's willing to commit their time on a voluntary basis, we would love to welcome them up as they be part of this conversation about shaping Hollywell, about Mm. shaping finger post for the future. Because we want to reimagine it and we want to bring it back to life again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know people have opportunities to engage online through their own websites or Facebook or whatever social media that they use. Yeah. But what we want is a, a clear understanding about what finger post is going to be, how it's going to be used, and uh, what difference we want it to make. Mm. Um, so to be part of that conversation, all people are welcome. And we'd love to see people after Christmas. Yeah. New year, new start and all that. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm. Very good, yeah, as you say, it's a new year, so hopefully, yeah, we'll get, be able to get Fingerpost um, reactivated again, I suppose. Aye, aye. On a dedicated sort of space rather than it being part of I tied project. A project. Yeah. It's a wee bit more flexible. Mm. And it, it was always a place that people did use to voice concerns or mm. raise profiles of things, and, and hopefully we'll get back to that. Mm. But also, I think we need to tie in and complement what all our activities are ongoing what other pages we need to be tying on there that are yeah. Facebook connected or whatever it is. Mm. Because we don't want to duplicate and that's not what it's about. It's about creating this new voice mm. for the, the community and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So I think that's everything that we said we would talk about today. So again, the special podcast episodes will be coming up soon and we want to thank our funders, the Executive Office, our Central Good Relations Fund, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, Reconciliation Fund, Community Foundation for Northern Ireland, Brexit Dialogue Fund and our core and programme funders, Community Relations Council for Northern Ireland, Derry City and Strabane District Council, Building Change Trust and the Ireland Funds. So that's the end of that episode and you'll hear from us soon. Thank you. All right, bye. You can stay up to date with us on our social media pages on Facebook, look for the Hollywell Trust and on Twitter, it's at Hollywell Tea.